Today is the 24th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today as we continue our journey forward, bringing us to the conclusion of another one of our weeks together. So I'm glad we can be together for that. Even as we continue our journey forward, doesn't really matter what day or week or month it is. Every day is a fresh day to be uh, to be informed by the Word of God. And so, let's dive in for today. We're in the book of Leviticus. Today, chapter 15, verse 1 through 16, verse 28. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Any man who has a bodily discharge is ceremonially unclean. This defilement is caused by his discharge, whether the discharge continues or stops. In either case, the man is unclean. Any bed on which the man with the discharge lies and anything on which he sits will be ceremonially unclean. So if you touch the man's bed, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If you sit where the man with the discharge has sat, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If you touch the man with the discharge, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If the man spits on you, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. Any saddle blanket on which the man rides will be ceremonially unclean. If you touch anything that was under the man, you will be unclean until evening. You must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If the man touches you without first rinsing his hands, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. Any clay pot the man touches must be broken, and any wooden utensils he touches must be rinsed with water. When the man with the discharge is healed, he must count off seven days for the period of purification. Then he must wash his clothes and bathe himself in fresh water, and he will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, he must get two turtle doves or two young pigeons and come before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle and give his offerings to the priest. The priest will offer one bird for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the man before the Lord for his discharge. Whenever a man has an emission of semen, he must bathe his entire body in water and he will remain ceremonially unclean until the next evening. Any clothing or leather with semen on it must be washed in water, and it will remain unclean until evening. After a man and a woman have sexual intercourse, they must each bathe in water, and they will remain unclean until the next evening. Whenever a woman has her menstrual period, she will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. Anyone who touches her during that time will be unclean until evening. Anything on which the woman lies or sits during the time of her period will be unclean. If any of you touch her bed, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water and you will remain unclean until evening. 
If you touch any object she has sat on, you must wash her clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. This includes her bed or any other object she has sat on. You will be unclean until evening if you touch it. If a man has sexual intercourse with her and her blood touches him, her menstrual impurity will be transmitted to him. He will remain unclean for seven days, and any bed on which he lies will be unclean. If a woman has a flow of blood for many days that is unrelated to her menstrual period, or if the blood continues beyond the normal period, she is ceremonially unclean. As during her menstrual period, the woman will be unclean as long as the discharge continues. Any bed she lies on and any object she sits on during that time will be unclean, just as during her normal menstrual period. If any of you touch these things, you will be ceremonially unclean. You must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. When the woman's bleeding stops, she must count off seven days. Then she will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, she must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons and present them to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will offer one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. Through this process, the priest will purify her before the Lord for the ceremonial impurity caused by her bleeding. This is how you will guard the people of Israel from ceremonial uncleanness. Otherwise, they would die, for their impurity would defile my tabernacle that stands among them. These are the instructions for dealing with anyone who has a bodily discharge, a man who is unclean because of an emission of semen, or a woman during her menstrual period. It applies to any man or woman who has a bodily discharge and to a man who has sexual intercourse with a woman who is ceremonially unclean. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of Aaron's two sons who died after they entered the Lord's presence and burned the wrong kind of fire before him. The Lord said to Moses, Warn your brother Aaron not to enter the most holy place behind the inner curtain whenever he chooses. If he does, he will die. For the ark's cover, the place of atonement is there, and I myself am present in the cloud above the atonement cover. When Aaron enters the sanctuary area, he must follow these instructions fully. He must bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He must put on his linen tunic and the linen undergarments worn next to his body. He must tie the linen sash around his waist and put the linen turban on his head. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself in water before he puts them on. Aaron must take from the community of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. Then he must take the two male goats and present them to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. He is to cast sacred lots to determine which goat will be reserved as an offering to the Lord and which will carry the sins of the people to the wilderness of Azazel. Aaron will then present as a sin offering the goat chosen by Lot for the Lord. The other goat, the scapegoat chosen by Lot to be sent away, will be kept alive, standing before the Lord. When it is sent away to Azazel in the wilderness, 
the people will be purified and made right with the Lord. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. After he has slaughtered the bull as a sin offering, he will fill an incense burner with burning coals from the altar that stands before the Lord. Then he will take two handfuls of fragrant powdered incense and will carry the burner and incense behind the inner curtain. There, in the Lord's presence, he will put the incense on the burning coals so that a cloud of incense will rise over the ark's cover, the place of atonement, that rests on the ark of the covenant. If he follows these instructions, he will not die. Then he must take some of the blood of the bull, dip his finger in it, and sprinkle it on the east side of the atonement cover. He must sprinkle blood seven times with his finger in front of the atonement cover. Then Aaron must slaughter the first goat as a sin offering for the people and carry its blood behind the inner curtain. There he will sprinkle the goat's blood over the atonement cover and in front of it, just as he did with the bull's blood. Through this process he will purify the most holy place, and he will do the same for the entire tabernacle because of the defiling sin and rebellion of the Israelites. No one is allowed inside the tabernacle when Aaron enters it for the purification ceremony in the most holy place. No one may enter until he comes out again after purifying himself, his family, and all the congregation of Israel, making them right with the Lord. Then Aaron will come out to purify the altar that stands before the Lord. He will do this by taking some of the blood from the bull and the goat and putting it on each of the horns of the altar. Then he must sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times over the altar. In this way he will cleanse it from Israel's defilement and make it holy. When Aaron has finished purifying the most holy place and the tabernacle and the altar, he must present the live goats. He will lay both of his hands on the goat's head and confess over it all the wickedness, rebellion, and sins of the people of Israel. In this way he will transfer the people's sins to the head of the goats. Then a man, specially chosen for the task, will drive the goat into the wilderness. As the goat goes into the wilderness, it will carry all the people's sins upon itself into a desolate land. When Aaron goes back into the tabernacle, he must take off the linen garments he was wearing when he entered the most holy place, and he must leave the garments there. Then he must bathe himself with water in a sacred place, put on his regular garments, and go out to sacrifice a burnt offering for himself and a burnt offering for the people. Through this process, he will purify himself and the people, making them right with the Lord. He must then burn all the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The man chosen to drive the scapegoat into the wilderness of Azazel must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Then he may return to the camp. The bull and the goat presented as sin offerings, whose blood Aaron takes into the most holy place for the purification ceremony, will be carried outside the camp. The animal's hides, internal organs, and dung are all to be burned. The man who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water before returning to the camp. Mark 7, 1-23 
One day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand-washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands, as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of the many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Then he said, You skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. And Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand it's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either? He asked. Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, It is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Psalm 40, 11-17 Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high I can't see my way out. They outnumber the hairs on my head. I have lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. 
May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. Proverbs 10, 13 and 14. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. Father, we thank you for your word and for all that this week has brought us clean, unclean, pure, impure, surface level, skin deep. And then we listen to your words coming from the scriptures this very day, Jesus, that it's not what we put into our bodies that defiles us. It's what comes out of our hearts. What we allow to be created within us is what defiles us, clean and unclean. These are the things that we are thinking about. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come into these things. Lead us into purity. Lead us into holiness. Lead us away from the things that are going to destroy us. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com It's home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And the Daily Audio Bible app will do that and a lot more. You can find the Daily Audio Bible app at the app store that works with your device. And just search at the app store for Daily Audio Bible. And it's free and you can download it from there. So check that out. Check out the different resources that are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop. Like the uh, new hats that we have for this quarter. Or maybe coffee or tea is your thing. It's our thing around here. And so we roast it fresh. Source it fresh. Send it to you. You can check that out. Our different resources in the shop that... You can wear things that you can read, things that you can watch. Just check it out. Check out what's there. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you deeply. Thank you deeply. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. And so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. 
That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, DAB. I'm calling in with an urgent prayer request for a young man named Johnny Roop. He went missing from Virginia Tech while driving home to his parents' house. He never made it. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office is attempting to locate him and have had zero response. I'm asking all of you to lift him up in the name of Jesus and pray for a hedge of protection over this young man. He's only 20 years old. My son goes to this university and this is just a very frightening thing living far away. Please, I ask you all to pray for his safe return. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hi, DAB family. Stina from Cali. Chosen and faithful from Maine. I got your prayer request for Rachel. I joined the DAB family to lift up Rachel in prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I bring Rachel plus all the other DAB friends and family in the ICU at the feet of the cross. Four years ago, I was with my daughter in the ICU, Lord, and you encouraged me to pray healing scriptures over my daughter and you miraculously healed her. Right now, Lord, I pray the same healing scriptures over Rachel and all those who are in ICU. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Psalms 121, 7 through 8. First Peter 2, 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the cross, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. Psalms 107, 19, 12. Lord, help. They cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. Father, touch each individual. Touch Rachel. Heal her, Lord. Restore her body. I ask all this in your mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Bye for now. Hey, DAB family. Um, first time caller. Long time listener. I'm just really struggling right now. on two kids. Their mom passed away March of last year. And they've been put on my doorstep. And I'm just trying to love them through all the pain and hurt that goes with losing a mama. And I'm not sure how to do this. So well. So, if you could pray. I would appreciate it. 
Hey, Daily Audio Bible. This is winter. It's been a while. Um, I heard first time caller Lynn on February 16th. And when I heard you talk about the way that you'd been seeking counsel and you've been looking for God and going to Bible study and like wishing there was a breakthrough with your kids or your life or that you were miserable and that you weren't sure people were praying for you. I promise you're being prayed for today. Let's start there. God still loves you. God still sees you. Hagar said, God is the one who sees me after everyone abandoned her and she ran with her child that was illegitimate in the eyes of Sarah. But God still made him a nation. You're not alone. Um, when I was a little younger, I, I would just beg God to get me out of the school system. I just hate it here. It's a miserable, abusive relationship with society. And it's been awful. But he's taught me a lot through this. And what I learned that whenever I felt that way, like there was no one and no one and nothing, that's not from God. Because God is always there. And God is always hopeful. God is good. Even when you cannot see it, He is working. And you need to humble your heart and just listen. Listen for God with your heart and your soul. Help my unbelief, God.